the KCL or Daily with Brian Redmond on air, online, and on smart speaker. With thanks to Fairgreen Shopping Centre Carlo, helping you step out of the sweatpants and into style. See fairgreen.ie. Well known politician locally, Phil Hogan, has said he will not be a candidate in any future election here in Ireland. He also said that Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael have every chance of winning the next election if they stick together and transfer to each other. Joining us in studio, a man who knows uh, Phil very, very well and who many of you will know very, very well, Pat O'Neill, former Fianna Gael councillor and senator. Um, Pat, great to have you in studio. How are you, Brian? Well, the Svengeli of uh, politics, both locally, I suppose nationally, and even at European level, Phil Hogan saying he won't contest another election. Let's start with the obvious question. Is that a loss to, to local and national politics um, with, the, with that announcement? Well, I think, well, I mean, that, that's Phil's own personal decision, but I think uh, Phil Hogan's loss as European Commissioner when he was in the portfolio for trade uh, was a big, big loss to Ireland, especially with Brexit and more trade agreements, things that are happening. I think he was badly treated uh, in relation to he by his own party, by the media and that in this country, and that he, he was a person that had to fall on his sword and resign his position. But Phil has moved on and he's now, uh, I suppose, happy. he seems happy in his, in his life in the fact that he is now a uh, consultancy firm and he's doing very, very well at it and best of luck to him. So, I mean, I know it wasn't a crime, but just to use the pun, do you think that the uh, in this particular case that the penalty didn't fit the crime, as well, it were. Well, I, I felt, I mean, I, I mean, I was on lo- local and national radio and television uh, around that time and one of the only people maybe not saying, defending Phil. You must remember, like, Phil Hogan, okay, the position he was in, it was a very, very uh, um, onerous position. I spoke to Phil before the golf. I'm a member of that Oroxus Golf Society. I didn't attend. I said, and I said to Phil, I said, at the time, I said, uh, how can it happen? So he said, we're playing golf in the open air. We can play I said, what about the dinner? He said, we have 50 in each room. And that was, was he was led to believe. And suddenly, I mean, there was a, a media outburst and there was a lot of, I suppose, uh, people looking for heads. And uh, Phil, unfortunately, was the person that had to lose him. As I said, like people like Jerry Butler and Paddy Burke, all these other politicians there, they lost their party whips. But Phil Hogan was the only person that lost a job. They didn't lose their jobs. They were still TDs. They were still senators. Why was the penalty in Phil's case, do you think, so much higher than, you know, as you said, there was two rooms of 50 people in each room. Yeah, well, Um, I think it was, I think perception, I mean, the the country was in a bad way. We we were struggling with COVID. Was he simply Uh, the biggest name? Well, he was a big name. He was always a big name. And, you mean, uh, and Phil didn't have the best, I suppose, uh, Media didn't like Phil Hogan because maybe he was a bit too blunt uh, uh, with them and, and and I suppose he didn't suffer fools gladly and uh, he was the one person and, and of course the opposition and his own party uh, looked to, wanted to be seen to be doing the right thing and Phil was unfortunately had to, uh, lost, his, lost his job over it. It wasn't lost the position, he lost his job. Yeah, I mean you've always said that, that one of Phil's great skills was he almost sort of had his finger on the pulse and was aware of things maybe before other people were aware of things. He was talking yesterday in the Sunday Business Post, talked about a lot of things, and we'll have a little check on them. Um, but he seemed fairly confident that, as I said in the opening, that if Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael, in his words, can stick together and transfer it to one another, that this general election still to be announced isn't necessarily going to be that one-way slide that people have been suggesting. Well, see, the one thing with Phil Hogan uh, in politics, he... he, he he always, as I said, had his finger on the pulse and he knew, especially with Fianna Gael, but he would also know the candidates from other parties as well. Even local elections, he would know the parish that somebody was from. He'd know the road they were from. He'd know how many votes they were 
able to get maybe on that road or, or in, in that local parish and he was always picking the best candidate. He, he was a brilliant organiser uh, for Fianna Gael and a great director of elections and he was director of elections in 2011 when they had the most successful election uh, when they nearly got an overall majority and also in the local elections in 2009. And he, 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 he so if Phil Hogan speaks you've got to pay attention because he does know his politics and he knows every area of Ireland. Now, the thing is, you could say they may be a bit of a mystic Meg as well, because <laughs> he said this on in the Business Post yesterday, the interview was done on Friday or Saturday, and suddenly the, the Sunday Business Post come out with a poll, and the, and you see the state of the parties, Sinn Féin are down 4% since the last poll in November, and are down 11% in the last year and a half. Mm. Which, okay, usually you see... But this was very, very like the local lead into the last local elections in in twenty in in two thousand nineteen. Uh, two thousand nineteen, Sinn Féin were flying in the polls, and everybody was expecting them. And suddenly, they started to drop again just prior to local elections, and they lost half their councillors and lost all their MEPs except one. So, and local elections are usually a time when people give the government of the day. Uh, a kicking or a bloody nose, and it's always a good time. I I fought two local elections as a in opposition, mm. and it's a great time because you can criticise the government, and you wouldn't do that, and you can things like that. But um, it'll be an interesting time ahead. Well, I they mean, will have a good local elections, but yeah. down to twenty four percent, they're not going to be the shoe in that they were. And this time, the next doll is going to be very, very, very fragmented because we have 14 extra TDs and the magic number is going to be 88. Yeah, because of the increase in the... Yeah, the it's the going to be 88. Mm. Now, Sinn Féin, I mean, if they get to even... If they get to 60, which would be a lot on 24%. But don't forget the last time around, I mean, Sinn Féin achieved what they achieved and yet they didn't run candidates didn't run in enough, many. But, but now the problem is they're, they're running more candidates and they have to have the big party mentality. And it's different when you have, we say, a running mate in a, in a constituency. Before you were just a a person far one you were everybody was voting for you as a party so now there will be we say a little bit of tension yeah. which often happens in your own party tensions <laughs> yeah, so, in Fianna Gael and Fianna Fáil I'm sure will have be always happened have well. always happened but suddenly Sinn Féin are going to have this tension amongst candidates and Sinn Féin seem are a very very good um, well we've always heard that they're very disciplined uh, but will it happen when suddenly um there's a chance that maybe I won't get my seat because yeah. the other, my, my, my running mate is doing better than me. Now, is that, this is not all about Sinn Féin because the next, the next government, like if Sinn Féin get to 55 to 60 seats, they still have to get 28 other people with them to form a government. Where are they going to get that? Yeah, be interesting. One of the other things that Phil Hogan talked about was, was, was some of the other younger politicians around the area. I mean, particularly referencing John Paul Phelan in, in his interview at the Sunday Business Post. He's quoted as saying, there are some young people like Deputy John Paul Phelan from Carlo Kilkenny, who I bought into politics in 2002, um, though he forgot about that afterwards. Do you think Phil still holds a grudge, putting it in simple terms, no, I, I think some that of those was, people I, that were, were given him maybe a, a leg up by him at some no, point? No, no, no. I, I, well, I, I, would, I, would, I would say Phil said it maybe a bit in jest because, I mean, himself and John Paul, he, he, he helped John Paul in 2002 to become a, the youngest councillor in Ireland at the time. And then John Paul was elected to the Senate. He was elected uh, two terms in the Senate and then he was elected to the all. And as we say, as I said about other parties, suddenly John Paul was a threat to Phil. You know what I mean? He was running with them as to be a TD. And um, so, you know I mean? I'm not saying that you can say that you forget about it, but suddenly 
you are the same party, but you're still kind of, you're my opposition. I have to make sure I'm ahead of you mm. to make sure that I'm elected. And that's, and politics is all about, you know, don't anybody be fooled to say, oh, I'm doing this for the party. The first person you look for yourself in politics is you got to try to get elected yourself. And if you're rolling mace elected with you, so be it and well done. Well, we're talking to Pat O'Neill, former Fianna Gael councillor and senator indeed. Um, Pat, if it's OK, can you stay with us for two minutes? We're going yeah. to take a short outbreak and uh, we'll continue our chats about Phil Hogan, his comments in yesterday's Sunday Business Post and uh, maybe looking into a very, very busy year in politics around the world, not just here, the UK and US also facing general elections as well. Stay with us, you're listening to Brian Redmond on the KCLR Daily. The KCLR Daily with Brian Redmond on air, online and on smart speaker. You're very welcome back to the KCLR Daily. I'm joined in studio um, by... uh, uh, Pat O'Neill, former Fianna Gael councillor and indeed senator. We've been talking about some of the comments in uh, the Sunday Business Post. A rare interview um, with Phil Hogan over the weekend. Pat, it's great to have you in. Um, some of the other things that, that Phil um, said, I mean, he, he obviously went on record as saying, I will not be a candidate in any future election here in Ireland. Um, are his days involved in European government? I suppose it's an Irish election anyway. I mean, he's no intention to go back into politics full stop. No, he has no intention of going back into Why should he? But I think I think Fianna Gael uh, would do a good job if they made a call to him and asked him to consider coming in as director of elections because he... he he did a great job in, as I said, in 2009, 2011, and he does know... Is that what no, he's egging towards No, then? he's not. I mean, I don't think he, he's not. He's not. But Fine Gael should be looking for advice from him, because he, from him because he was a one man in 2011 when he stood up in a radio and television interview and he said he asked the Fianna Fáil people to lend them their vote and Fine Gael got 72 seats. Uh, it was a surge at the end um, from Labour, stopped them uh, when Labour put up the posters that don't give Fianna Gael an overall majority, Eamon Gilmore, and um, that government, unfortunately, had to come in at a time of austerity mm. and have, have I suppose, been suffering since. But this government have been, have been I mean, you look, I mean, we, the figures, it's going to be very, the next door is going to be very, very uh, fragmented because to achieve 88, like the, technically, I'd say the only way that 88 can be how achieved. Long, how long is too long? You know, we hear this about politics that realistically, I think most politicians and most political parties will accept that realistically, no matter how good a job they do, yeah. at some point people will find enough want for a yeah, change. A change, yeah, but change is always, always needed. I mean, we've seen countries where we have one party governments and things like that, and, and d- does that system work? But in 2007, Fine Gael were running well in the polls and were looking like going to win the election. Bertie was after winning two elections. Mm. And suddenly the week before, the whole mood changed. People said, oh, I think we'll stick with the the crowd we know because the economy was kind of on the up. Bertie, I mean, it was the start of the Celtic Tiger. So you're that a similar sort of thing happens well, I, now. I, Are people seeing enough green shoots in terms of housing? I know housing figures for last year were um, some 2,000 above what the government had targeted. But will those sorts of green shoots develop quickly enough to save the current government Well, structure? I don't, I mean, housing is an issue. Health is always an issue. And housing, I mean, housing is the main issue, I suppose, that the opposition are able to beat the government with the present but the government come out with that they have record numbers of houses being built and uh, in uh, 32,000 over the last year and things like that and that there's more maybe 48,000 next year so look that's it but you must remember the budget in October um, when 
we say people were given money back into their pockets. And that is actually as it starts to appear from the 1st of January. And money does count and your pockets count in elections. Mm. Suddenly you had this this week the agreement with the public service uh, that there's a 10% pay rise over the next two years. Double social welfare being paid this week. So people may are, are maybe saying, oh, this government are not doing too bad a job. We've had a cost of living is that crisis. Not sim- is that not simplistic, though? I mean, no, well, it's not. Is, is that the government not treating the people of this country in a very sort of um, almost uh, simpl- I'll use the same word again, simplistic manner? I should throw them a few quid and a few budgets before no, the but election. Do, but do you be know what I mean? It wouldn't be Fianna Fáil uh, always policy, but Fianna Gael policy is low taxes, and Fianna, this is the Fianna Gael influence. Okay, and to lower people's taxes that you mean if, if that you're rewarded for your work. I mean, we our problem in this country is that people go into the higher rate of tax and there's been changes over the last few years mm. at, at too low a rate. You know I mean? That, that you're paying the higher rate of tax at, at too late, low a rate. But people are very, very worried, I suppose, too, about Sinn Féin's tax policies. They, they, I mean, Sinn Féin have had a bad five, six weeks. Suddenly you had the thing where they wanted to reduce all houses in Dublin to 300,000. So then you have all the people who would maybe possibly facing negative ne- negative equity. Negative equity is okay if you're never going to move house. Yeah. Because, you I mean, it doesn't make a difference to you. I have my house, I'm able to pay for it, and suddenly I don't. But if you want to move, we say move from a three-bed, semi-detached to a four-bed, detached house. A big gap there. A big gap, you're losing, you've lost your value. That was one worry. Over the last three weeks, they've had three different policies on immigration. And people are saying... They're not really yeah, making also, their mind I up. mean, Helen McAdee's talking about changing policies in relation to immigration, removing mm. countries that are on particularly high warning lists and reducing them. And, I mean, I've heard some commentators saying that that actually is just simply a mechanism to reduce the amount of refugees that are coming into the country. Well, 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 it, it is, it is alarming refugees. when you see, I mean, that Rodrigo Gorman during the last week said that we're maybe facing 20,000 refugees over the next year. That the unfortunate thing is, I mean, uh, the people that came in from Ukraine, nearly 100,000 people, that is not going to be fixed very, very soon. Mm. I mean, we all react and we all, uh, I suppose, uh, support Ukraine. But unfortunately, the way the politics, as you said, politics over the next year, we we have local and European elections here. We could have a general election. We have an English general election and we're going to have November. We're going to have maybe the most important election for world peace and world power is the American mm. election. Because Donald Trump is more likely going to win it. Well, it's, 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 got, it's and, going to be an interesting... And suddenly Ukraine are going to be left hang out to try. Yeah, so what's going, going to be happen? It's a very, very interesting year on the political front because, I mean, you've got all of those different things. We've got referendums coming up. We've got local elections. We've got national elections. People won't even know there's a referendum. <laughs> the way things are... I mean, I'd say there won't even be a 30% turnout because... I mean, you reckon I, be that low? Well, look, I mean, referendums are hard. Unless somebody comes out with some major statement about these and the, you'll always have the, the no's mm. I mean uh, naturally in this country 30% of people vote no so it depends on the turnout so I mean 30% of a low turnout can win it Yeah, well I have a feeling it certainly won't be the last time I'll be speaking to you in 2024 Pat O'Neill former Fianna Gael councillor and senator thanks for joining us this morning on the KCLR Daily we'll be back with the news at 11 in just a moment the KCLR Daily with Brian Redmond on air online and on smart speaker with thanks to Fairgreen Shopping Centre Carlo, helping you step out of the sweatpants and into style see fairgreen.ie